Welcome back to Beat Seeker. I'm your host, Matt McButter. In each episode, we explore the shifting world of music with world-renowned experts and artists to take you deep, deep inside the fascinating and changing world of music technology and music discovery. And I'm your host, Mike Weider, reminding you to subscribe in Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating if you like the episode. You can visit our website at beatseeker.fm, where you'll find plenty of rabbit holes with extra content to dive into, guest backgrounds, and even a playlist with music recommendations from each of our guest episodes. Also, Beatseeker swag. You can stay current and talk to us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BeatseekerPod. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match and make sure they like cool music. Most dating apps use sophisticated algorithms to help singles find compatible mates based on common interests or background. But one company is taking an entirely new approach is Beatmatch, the dating app that helps music lovers find connections by matching people with similar music tastes. Our guest today is Chudi Iregbalam, the founder and CEO of Beatmatch. Chudi believes your musical taste speaks volumes. Everything from how you talk to how you dress to how you think is influenced by the type of music you like. In other words, Chudi is on a mission to connect the world through music. He joins us from Los Angeles. Chudi, thanks for joining us on Beat Seeker. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Well, we're glad to have you. And your company, Beatmatch, is a dating app that uses music to help connect people. What inspired you to start the company? Yeah, good question. So, I mean, I've been a music lover my entire life, you know, played saxophone growing up, attended countless concerts and festivals, and, you know, and even at a certain point picked up DJing. But, you know, there have been so many points throughout my life where I just sort of realized, you know, the power of music and what it can do. And, you know, there's, there's so many moments I can call out, but one of the ones that stands out the most is back when I was living in Connecticut, actually, um, you know, it was a you know, an area I'm not as familiar with, you know, I grew up in Los Angeles, but was out there for work and, you know, would often want to go see shows when artists, when they would come to town and, you know, me being a DJ, I'm always, you know, up on the the most obscure artists and up and coming artists. And a lot of my friends didn't know them. And so when I want to go see these shows, a lot of people didn't want to go and I'd have to miss out in a lot of scenarios. And so one of the ones that was the, the biggest one that stands out in my mind is actually Cardi B uh back when she was not really well known she was on love and hip-hop and uh she had this little small show at this little small venue in connecticut called toad's place and this was like 2016 and had to end up missing that show and then you know fast forward five six years she's now one of the biggest artists in hip-hop and so you know it was moments like that that would just happen. You could have said, I saw Cardi B when she was just in a uh, high school nobody. gym. <laughs> exactly. You know, like that's, it's crazy, you know, cause you don't want to miss out on those moments when, when they're so small. And so that just kept happening and got fed up with it. Cool. Cool. So the tagline on your site says play music, find love. Is it really that simple? Can you walk us through how, how the app works? Like how, how someone, you know, joins sets up a profile and 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 how the kind of mechanics of the app works yeah absolutely so it's pretty straightforward you know uh we base it on your true listening history so we take um what you listen to on spotify and apple music and plug that directly into our algorithm and how we match you with people so um we try to avoid people sort of faking it right you know we don't want people coming on and and putting on that they they like this type of music when they really don't so <laughs> we try to make it as authentic as possible uh, and how we pair our people. So once you do that, you know, we look at, um, 
you know, we analyze your listening history and compare it against other people in your area and find out who's most compatible. Uh, and then we show you a feed of users one by one um, who rank the highest in terms of music taste. Uh, and then also uh, the emotional connection that you have uh, based off of that. So it basically automatically reads you my Spotify listening history and then matches me up with who the algorithm thinks is my closest match and then sort of serves those people up to me to sort of say, check them out. And, and am I looking at their pictures or am I looking at their, 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 the tunes that they like? Like, well, how is, how does that work? Yeah. So it's, it's similar to a lot of traditional dating apps where, you know, uh, we show your profile one by one. Uh, you have the decision to either like or pass on them. So we're very much similar in that regard. Um, but we heavily focus on mm. music, right? So people are able to list, you know, all their top artists. You're able to list your top songs, top concerts that are coming up that you're interested in. Cool. Um, you're able to like and comment directly on something from someone's profile. So it really leads to engaging conversations because oftentimes, you know, even on other apps, you find that a lot of people are starting conversations based on music, but it was sort of indirect. Yeah. And we just said, you know, let's let's just flip it. Like let's, let's make, make that the center of it. Yeah. Really it's like, oh, she likes nickelback, swipe, swipe, yeah. swipe left or swipe right. Whichever way is <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Plenty of nickelback lovers. <laughs> you know, so Judy, the other day is funny, just before this uh interview, I have three teenage girls and I was listening to them, they were playing this game together and uh made me think of your app so basically what they're saying is that okay if there was someone who was a 10 out of 10 someone who you know looked really good but they didn't like music how much would you lower the score and the other sister answered <laughs> that they would lower them from a 10 to a 2 and i was like oh wow that's uh that's a lot of points so it sounds like they kind of agree with your 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 idea or your con your concept uh but i was wondering like uh, what absolutely. uh you know beyond the intuition of it what's what's validation do you have that this works better than traditional apps like how did you uh you know how, how, did, how did you convince yourself that this was a better mechanic basically for matching yeah no good question and actually that that uh you know dropping them from a 10 to a 2 is actually a really popular trend on tiktok right now maybe so. that's where they oh, go i don't know she's a she's a 10 uh, but musically yeah. she's a 2 yeah <laughs> exactly yeah 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 um no yeah so i mean obviously initially started from sort of personal experience my just experience with music a lot of the friends that i keep up with from high school and from college all somehow ended up liking the same type of music and so just recognizing those patterns was sort of a lot of how it started but then i wanted to you know make sure i could back this with you know actual data and, and science and things like that and so started looking up different studies that had happened uh in the past and there was one that really stood out uh, by TickPick. And they talk about roughly 45% of daters say that bad music taste could be a relationship deal breaker. And roughly half of that number says it absolutely would be a relationship deal breaker. So at least you know a quarter of the population says it, it would definitely be. And then another quarter says you know they would definitely think about it. And so there was a huge amount of people I saw just from that number alone that you know there would be a market for this. And then, you know, going around using dating apps, you know, over the past decade, seeing how many people talk about music. There's also another stat that came out uh, that music is the second most mentioned word across all dating app cool. profiles. And the first is the first is dog. <laughs> so it, it, it's really dogs and music that people really care about. And so um, there's already sort of a need that, you know, people wanted to to talk about this and, and these apps were really serving them in the way that they would want 
um, if you're truly a music lover. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, I think I might have seen this poll you were talking about and this tick pick poll. Um, I think our producer uh, forwarded this to us. And I, I think in it, it also was asking people like, would you date someone whose musical tastes are different than your yours? And it was something like 13% said, no, absolutely not. But when they parsed it further, it was the majority of the people who said no were women. And, and so basically it was suggesting that women are more picky about musical tastes, find dating someone with common musical tastes than men are. Have you ever heard of this or would you, you know, have you observed this to be true? I can definitely see that, you know, um, I think women uh, tend to care more about sort of personality and, and, and deeper things uh, in a lot of scenarios. And so, you know, the fact that music stands out as one of those things that they care more deeply about than men, I think totally makes sense to me. You know, I, obviously me, I love music, so it's important to me. So I don't necessarily fit that statistic, but um, but no, absolutely. I could, I could see that. So. Judy, wondering if you can walk us through where you're at with, uh, you know, as, as a company, like where you're at in your, in your, in your launch, um, how many people are using it? Um, how many locations are live? Give us some stats. Yeah. So, um, I'll sort of tell you the the story. So we, we went through, um, the Techstars music accelerator, uh, earlier this year, and that put us in contact with a really, a lot of really good strategic partners and investors. And so, um, we now have, uh, you know, Warner Music Group as an investor, Concord Music, Rhyme Sayers Entertainment, and a lot of really big, powerful record labels who nice. can help us. Wow, grow. that's amazing. Um, yeah. And um, so that's really helped us establish us, you know, sort of uh, in the music space. And, you know, we were able to launch our beta earlier this year. We started out in Seattle, Washington, primarily because, you know, it was an area I was familiar with. I was living there at the time uh, when I was working at Amazon and wanted to to put it in a network that I, I knew really well um, and also had a ton of music lovers right uh and then we recently just opened up new york so we uh made made our expansion to the east coast and then we want to focus on la very shortly amazing wow very cool yeah so, so you're doing it kind of city by city that kind of makes sense obviously you want critical mass in a city before expanding into others and like but how do you how are you getting people to be aware of it are you like marketing at music festivals and stuff like that like how are you finding your audience yeah there's a there's a whole bunch of strategies we're using so um we sort of bucket into online and offline and so in terms of online you know it's it's a lot of content right so we're very content driven space you know, and so finding ways to stand out and go viral is super important. So we actually went viral a couple of times on TikTok. You know, we were just going around basically interviewing people about, you know, what they think about music, especially music and dating. And it led to a lot of really interesting conversations. You know, we made a lot of people upset or a lot of people got upset at what other people were saying, I should say. You know, there's one video about, uh, you know, what, what music genre is the biggest turnoff when dating. And, you know, we had a lot of responses that said country. And, you know, we had a lot of country music lovers who were coming in trying to defend it. We had people on the other side who were, you know, sort of tearing it down. And so it was really cool to sort of step back and see like how much people care. Right. Yeah. Well, um, that, that can't be bad. Right. I mean, that's just getting controversy. People, getting the contra yeah. yeah. Getting the conversation going. Very cool. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, there's a lot online in terms of, you know, organic content. And then we also do a little bit of paid as well. Um, but really what we focus on is connecting people IRL in real life. And so whether it's, you know, sponsoring a music festival, we've, we've done that a couple of times, whether it's, you know, putting on our own events 
you know, which we want to do more regularly to connect people in person. That's one of the biggest ways that we want to grow, not only because it's a great sort of user acquisition strategy, but it also adds to the entire app experience, right? Mm -hmm. You're not just buying into a digital platform, you're buying into this community of music lovers. Yeah, it makes sense. Very cool. So what would prevent, uh, you know, traditional app, dating app like Tinder or something like that from just adding this feature? Or is that is that a risk? Anything you're worried about? Yeah, no, I mean, so Tinder is actually already in this area, Tinder and Bumble, technically, um, Tinder more so. So you're able to connect to your Spotify account on those platforms. And, you know, you're able to show like your top artists, I think on Bumble, Tinder, I don't think supports that. Tinder, you can put a song on your profile, but they really sort of, you know, more so dip their toe and mm-hmm. which is understandable, right? They're, they're a generalist platform, whereas we're specialists. And so they, they can only go so far in terms of, you know, their music integrations, right? Like, are they going to do the same thing for movies, for sports, you know, what, like where does it end? And so we have that sort of natural advantage to where we can just go deeper and really build this around music from the ground up to really support our, our main audience, which is music lovers. And so I see that's, that's sort of uh, the difference between our uh, implementation and theirs. Okay. So, so your goal is not necessarily to, you know, displace the traditional dating apps. It's more catering to a niche of people of real music lovers, people where music is really the, you know, one of the most important things in their lives. Is that safe to say? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the existing apps have, have done well to get market share. You know, they have the network effects working in their favor. And so it, it's not like they're going away anytime soon. Mm-hmm. But we do recognize that we are coming up on a new generation of daters, which is Gen Z daters. And so a lot of them are sort of fed up with the existing apps. They've seen sort of what millennials like myself have gone through with these apps mm-hmm. and want something new. And, and you know, they're very much huge on connecting in real life. And so, again, you know, going back to the point about IRL, you know, getting people to meet through music in real life is super important so that we can reach that audience and really serve them more so than the apps that have been doing it for the past decade. All right. Well, make makes sense. Makes sense. And uh, so what, what's kind of next in the, in the future then what, what's sort of the, your, you know, one year, two year uh, rollout plans? Yeah. So um, we have some really cool features coming out and I can't quite say, but definitely the biggest thing is to expand into more cities. Um, so, you know, Los Angeles being a big one, that's where I'm based. And so we really want to be able to tackle Los Angeles, you know, doing more in terms of partnerships is also a big piece for us. We really want to be able to offer as much value to our users as possible. You know, again, not just on the app, but also outside of the app. And we already have some really cool partners coming up and and obviously looking for more and, and yeah, really growing the team. You know, uh, I built this platform myself. And, you know, I'm, I'm stepping back more so more and more from the tech side of things and getting more and more into the CEO sort of responsibilities. And so building out the team to help carry out a lot of that work is uh, a huge point for me. So uh, that's something we want to continue doing going All forward. Right. Well, we, we look forward to, uh, to to watching and seeing where this goes. So now, Chudi, is where we're going to ask you to uh, give us a music recommendation, something we could put on our guest picks playlist. So. You know, what, what are you, what are you listening right. to lately? Oh man. Uh, well, you know, I DJ, so I listen to a lot. It's always a tough question. Yeah. Give us something um, cool and obscure that we can throw on there. We're always looking for that cool as well. And obscure. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. I can go in so many directions. Um, I'm going to go, I'm a piano, which is really popular right now. South African, essentially South African house. There's a song called big flexa. That's really good. 
by Costa Teach. All right. We will nice. check that out and throw that on the uh, on our playlist. That sounds awesome. And Absolutely. so so finally, Trudy, uh, you know, we'll 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 put a link to uh, you know to the beat match site, obviously, in our show notes. But if our listeners want to follow you uh, or get in touch with you or follow your work, where would you like them to go? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, across all social media, it's my first initial last name. So C-I-R-E-G-B-U-L-E-M. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. I don't post much there, but uh, Instagram and Twitter for sure. Um, LinkedIn as well. Same, you know, linkedin.com slash in slash C or Um Yeah, you can find me there. Most importantly, beatmatch.app. Okay. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. This is really cool. Thank you. Appreciate it. You've been listening to Beat Seeker with your hosts, Matt McButter and Mike Wider. If you like the show, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts and hit the subscribe button. While you're there, leave us a rating and a comment and share it with your friends and colleagues. If you want to dig deeper into this content, visit beatseeker.fm. That's B-E-A-T seeker.fm. And if you want to be part of the show, check out our Patreon link. Interact with us on social media at BeatSeekerPod. BeatSeeker is recorded in the Devil Lake Studios and the Tunnel Under Arundel. The show is produced by Matt McButter, Mike Wider, and Kate McCartney. Tim Ratledge is our editor. Thanks for tuning in and keep seeking. <laughs>